0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the
1: through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we begin the book of Nehemiah. It's a wonderful story about godly and effective leadership. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl begins in Nehemiah chapter 1 on Simply the Bible.
0: Thousands of books have been written on the subject of leadership. But how many people look to the Bible for effective leadership skills? Today we begin the story of one man who saw a need and responded to it. Nehemiah would accomplish in 52 days what thousands had not done in nearly a century. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. This was a tremendous feat requiring him to overcome incredible opposition both within and without. Not satisfied with rebuilding physical walls, Nehemiah also gave himself to rebuilding spiritual walls by seeking spiritual revival among the people. In the process, he provides one of the clearest examples of good leadership to be found anywhere. Whether you're a homemaker, Sunday school teacher, job supervisor, technician, or church elder. You can glean much from following Nehemiah's example. Now, through a decree issued by the Persian king Cyrus, the Jews were able to return to Jerusalem in 536 BC to rebuild their temple, which they completed 20 years later. About 60 years after this, another group of Jews from Babylon returned to Jerusalem under the leadership of Ezra the priest. It's now about 13 years later. Artaxerxes, the son of Xerxes and stepson of Esther, is on the throne in Persia. Now, Nehemiah means the Lord comforts. He was serving as cupbearer to the king. Now, that sounds like a lowly position, like a butler or other domestic servant. But in fact, the cupbearer was a very important position. Nehemiah tasted the king's food and drink to make sure no one poisoned it. This position meant that Nehemiah was a trusted servant who was privy to the most confidential matters of importance in the Persian Empire. God had obviously granted Nehemiah favor for such a time as this. We begin in Nehemiah chapter 1. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah. it came to pass in the month of Kislev in the 20th year, as I was in Shushan, the citadel, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came with men from Judah. And I asked them concerning the Jews who had escaped, who had survived the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, The survivors who are left from the captivity in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down, and its gates are burned with fire." The month of Kislev was the November-December time of year. Nehemiah was in the citadel of Shushan, which was one of three Persian royal cities. It was in the 20th year of the reign of King Artaxerxes when Nehemiah's brother Hanani came with men from Judah, and Nehemiah inquired about the welfare of the exiles and the condition of Jerusalem. This tells us much about Nehemiah's character. He was in a position of prestige, influence, and comfort in the royal court, but his concern was for his fellow Jews, who were seeking to rebuild Jerusalem. Nehemiah wanted to know the truth, no matter how painful it was to hear. First, the inhabitants of Jerusalem were in great distress and reproach. This occurred because their enemies had succeeded in stopping their initial efforts to rebuild the walls. Therefore, the Jews were completely demoralized and discouraged. Second, the walls were broken down. These walls protected them from overt attacks of the enemy and covert infiltration that would infect and corrupt them. Consider our situation today. We don't have physical walls to protect us, but what about the spiritual walls of protection? Faith in God and acts of righteousness, strengthen and protect us against the enemy's attack. But where these walls have been broken down, the enemy of our soul, Satan, can come in and steal, kill and destroy. In what condition are the spiritual walls around our family, church and nation? Then consider how people today are demoralized and discouraged There is so much greed, pride, jealousy, oppression, strife, slander, hatred, emptiness, and depression. Many people can't handle the pain and are in continual despair. Some even take their own lives. People are being bombarded by the relentless accusations of Satan, but they have no means to defend themselves. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Verse 4. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Nehemiah had a heavy burden that brought him to tears. I would venture to say that no great work for the Lord is ever accomplished without a genuine burden. Nehemiah's burden for his people was so heavy that he wept and mourned for many days. I am humbled and challenged. By Nehemiah's example, he had a great heart of compassion for his suffering people. Augustine prayed to the Lord, Thou didst weep for thy dead friend, and thou didst weep over the city that was to perish. I beseech thee, O good Jesus, through these most blessed tears, and through all thy tenderness, by which thou didst wondrously come to our aid who were lost, Grant me this grace of tears my soul so longs for, and now begs of thee. For without thy gift of it, I cannot possess it. By thy Holy Spirit, who softens the hard hearts of sinners and moves them to tears, grant me the grace of tears. I believe this is what we need in the church today. The grace gift of tears. Our hearts must be broken over the things that break our Lord's heart. We need the Holy Spirit to soften our hearts and move us to tears. Nehemiah did more than weep and mourn. He also fasted and prayed. In fact, he would spend the next four months in prayer. When you are overwhelmed by problems, what do you do? Nehemiah was a man who accomplished much because he prayed much. And I said, I pray, Lord, O God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments, please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open, that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now day and night for the children of Israel, your servants. This is the first of twelve instances of prayer in the book of Nehemiah. Now, we don't pray instead of work, nor do we work instead of prayer. We pray so that we can effectively work. Speaking of the modern church, Alan Redpath said, There is too much working before men and too little waiting before God. Nehemiah begins his prayer in praise and worship. As you study the Bible, you'll notice that prayers that get answered almost always begin with worship. When we come with a heavy burden, we must first learn to focus upon the greatness and awesomeness of God. He faithfully keeps his covenant and mercy with everyone who loves him and keeps his word. We must get our eyes off the greatness of our problem and onto the greatness of our God. Focus on your problem and get stressed. Focus on yourself and be depressed or Focus on God and be blessed. Nehemiah prays that the Lord would listen to his prayer. We have a wonderful promise in the New Testament. 1 John 5.14 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. God has given us his word that reveals his will so that we may pray with confidence and know that he hears our prayers. Nehemiah continued, I confess the sins of the children of Israel which we have sinned against you, both my father's house and I have sinned. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, the statutes, nor the ordinances which you commanded your servant Moses. Nehemiah shows humility in personally identifying with the sins of the people and confessing them. The sins that led to the Babylonian captivity occurred about 160 years earlier, yet Nehemiah confesses them as though they had just happened. Nehemiah acknowledges the Lord's righteousness and their wickedness. Remember, I pray, The word that you commanded your servant Moses saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though some of you were cast out to the farthest part of the heavens, yet I will gather them from there and bring them to the place which I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. Now these are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your great power and by your strong hand. Nehemiah reminds God of his promises. God said in Deuteronomy that if they were unfaithful, he would scatter them, but he also promised that if they returned to him, then he would bring them back into the land of their fathers. Nehemiah could pray in faith because he knew God's promises and that these were his beloved people. Do you remind God of his promises in your prayers? God loves it when we exercise faith in what he has said. This is the key to effective prayer. Verse 11, O Lord, I pray, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name. And let your servant prosper this day, I pray, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. Finally, Nehemiah asked God to be attentive to his prayer. Then he says, help me prosper and grant me mercy in the sight of the king. Nehemiah was not content merely to grieve over the problem, nor would he pray and do nothing else. Nehemiah prayed so that he could act. Thus, he's a great example of a godly leader. What about you? What great problem do you need the Lord's help with? Are you willing to have your heart broken before God? Are you willing to weep, fast, and persevere in prayer? Are you willing to lay claim to the promises of God by faith? I meet with a group of men every Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. One of the men who prays with us has a mom who's 95 years old and who is Catholic. And he's spoken to her about his personal relationship with Christ and her need to know Jesus. And she would never listen. His heart has been broken as he has watched the health of his mom fail. And so we have prayed that God would give him an opportunity. Well, this last week, that opportunity came. And she admitted that she was a sinner for the first time. And she asked, well, how can I be saved? And so he was able to pray with her to receive Christ. Let me tell you, he is one happy man today to see how God has answered his prayer. Look around. People are distressed and desperate everywhere. The walls of righteousness are broken down. We cannot sit comfortably and do nothing. May our hearts be broken over the things that break God's heart. And may we pray earnestly until God opens the door and shows us what to do. That is how we make a difference like Nehemiah.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the the through-the-bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have questions or comments, please call or text us at 208- 319-4860. That's 208-319-4860. Tomorrow we'll see where Nehemiah asks King Artaxerxes for permission to go to Jerusalem and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. It's the start of a great adventure. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Nehemiah on Simply the Bible.